Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick with the Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, we're going to be doing a 12-team PPR mock draft from the 11th overall spot on YahooFantasy.com. Inside of today's video, I'm going to give you guys my thought process throughout the draft when it comes to my picks, as well as the picks going on around me so that we can construct the ultimate draft strategy throughout this video so that we can have our best success with this team. I treat all of these mock drafts as if I'm going to be taking this team into the season, so I try to do my best to explain my thought process throughout the whole entire draft before we get into it though if you guys are new to my channel and you end up enjoying this video and want more content just like this please make sure that you hit that subscribe button down below because not only is it free i put out content every single day to help you guys win your 2021 fantasy football championship and if you are not new to my channel or even if you are new please make sure that you hit that like button down below to help boost this video up the algorithm so that more beautiful people like yourself can see today's video so let's get into it but before we get into it as well I just want to tell you guys that I am now going to be working with another YouTube channel another website awesomeo.com the links to all their stuff will be down below in the description their website and their YouTube pages I'm going to be posting additional content to their YouTube pages don't worry my YouTube page is not going to disappear there's still going to be content every single day but if you guys want more content from myself make sure that you subscribe to all of those things down below I'm also going to be writing a lot of articles that you guys are going to want to read as well as my rankings will be on that website for free so make sure every time I shout out an article or anything on my videos that you guys check it out because again it is free to read so let's get into it I apologize for uh, boring you guys a little bit with that but I uh, thank you to all the people from Awesomeo so much I'm very happy to have the job that I have and I'm very excited to start working there starting today obviously or yesterday as you guys are watching this so the first pick of the draft was Christian McCaffrey followed by Derrick Henry Dalvin Cook Alvin Kamar and Jonathan Taylor the first five picks of the draft being running back should not surprise you at all at this point it seems like the people are looking for their workhorse running backs early which is my strategy but if people are going to continue to hammer in on the running back position and I feel confident with a wide receiver or a tight end left to me at pick number overall 11 I am not going to kind of pivot away I'm going to go with what the best value is now obviously that doesn't guarantee that Matthew over here won't pick a wide receiver and even pick a guy like Travis Kelsey he obviously elects not to and goes with Saquon Barkley to kind of spit in my face for saying that he won't followed by Ezekiel Elliott so the way that this is looking right now our best value pick is probably going to end up being a wide receiver unless of course I am very comfortable with the running back that is available at that spot after Zeke came Devontae Adams Devontae Adams is a guy that his ADP is going to change so drastically by the time you are drafting in August or early September depending on what happens with Mr. Discount double check A.A. Ron Rodgers Rodgers. If Rodgers is playing, then Devontae Adams will probably be the wide receiver one off the board, or at least the number one or two player off the board. But right now, I'm seeing in some drafts where Devontae Adams doesn't even get drafted in the first round. He's a second round pick because other wide receivers like Tyreek Hill, guys like DeAndre Hopkins in some cases, Stefan Diggs end up getting drafted ahead of him. So after Devontae Adams comes Nick Chubb and Stefan Diggs. Now, as someone who typically is not one to look for a tight end super early in the draft I want to go ahead and see what our team is going to look like if we end up doing that I am fine probably taking a guy like Cam Akers here or Antonio Gibson or Austin Eckler but that's actually what we're going to do here and if we end up getting Travis Kelsey in the second round I'll feel very happy about that so I'm going to go ahead and draft Austin Eckler running back of the LA Chargers at this pick I think he's definitely warranting a first round draft pick this season going into last year I was super high on Austin Eckler I was 
beating the drum for him to be a top five potential running back just like I am this year. Last year, things went wrong, obviously. He suffered an injury, but at the end of the day, I feel very happy with him as my running back one this season, especially in a PPR or half PPR format. So after I went ahead and picked Austin Eckler, Tyreek Hill came off the board, followed by Cam Akers. So I'm going to be very happy here to get Travis Kelsey. Now, Travis Kelsey's ADP is going to be so different in every league. In some leagues, I'm seeing he's going off the board as the first, as a first overall round pick or a first round pick, I should say. I guess that makes more sense. He's like pick 8 to 12 in the first round, but in other drafts, he falls deeper into the second round. It really just depends on your opponent's idea on what they want to do at the tight end position. Some people are very happy, like myself right now, and what I've kind of taught myself about the tight end position is that while I normally like to wait, a guy like Travis Kelsey is just always in my lineup. He is going to always be a positional advantage for my team, because even if the person has Darren Waller, on a majority of weeks, Travis Kelsey is going to be able to outscore him, and Travis Kelsey has been so consistent for the last couple of years that I feel like he's just a focal point on my roster and I feel very happy with him week in and week out whereas if you draft the tight end later if you really punt the position you're drafting like two tight ends and then every single week you're trying to rotate them in and out spit swapping them around and then at the end of the day you end up starting the wrong guy the other weeks and it just ends up being a complete and utter tough scene in some cases whereas right here with Travis Kelsey I'm just confident I'm confident every single week going in with Travis Kelsey. That's kind of my thought process on that. Now, I understand some people will be like, Nick, you should have just gotten another workhorse running back. You could have drafted DeAndre Hopkins here. You could have gotten a wide receiver. So my thought against that is that you got to try to try different things in your fantasy football drafts. When you're doing a mock draft, the goal is to try something different every single time. I'm not going to sit there at the 11 spot and draft Austin Eckler every single time. You want to know why? Because that doesn't really show me anything about my roster. Maybe I'll take Travis Kelsey in the first round next time, and then in the second round, go wide receiver, or maybe not go Austin Eckler at all, or go double wide receiver, double running back. That's what the key to mock drafts is, to try different things out and see if you can shake the draft out correctly with how you are attacking the draft. So after Travis Kelsey came Calvin Ridley, Aaron Jones, Najee Harris, Joe Mixon, DeAndre Hopkins, DK Metcalf, Antonio Gibson, Clyde, Edwards Hilaire, Patty Mahomes, and A.J. Brown to close out the second round. I feel very happy right now with how my team has gone down so far with Austin Eckler and Travis Kelsey. There has been quite a run at the running back position, which is very typical. The first and second round are so running back heavy. And then the third round is kind of when the floodgates open wide and people are going to start hammering down on the wide receivers. We see that early on here with Justin Jefferson as well as with Terry McLaurin. I wouldn't be surprised if Sam over here elects to go wide receiver as well. Same thing with Lewis because again, they have two running backs here already on their team. They don't necessarily need a third. You can obviously draft three running backs in a row. You can basically, just like what Lewis did, but you can really do anything to start off your draft. Any type of strategy you can do can work. A lot of people will try to go in and tell you, hey, don't draft a quarterback in the first round. Now, I'm going to tell you that as well. I will tell you that, but could you win your league doing that? 100%. But the biggest mess up, the biggest way to fuck up your draft from the start is by going into the draft laser focused on a certain strategy saying, I need to draft a running back in the first and second round because then what if the value isn't there? What if you're not a big fan of a guy like Austin Eckler or of Cam Akers? Then you're just taking them because they're a running back right? Whereas you should just be drafting based upon how you feel the value of the players is. And throughout the draft, the value is dictated by how other people 
end up drafting throughout the draft. So after Keenan Allen came, Miles Sanders, David Montgomery, George Kittleme Timbers, and Michael Thomas. I am not a guy that is very excited to be drafting George Kittle in 2021. Would I be surprised if he finished as the tight end number two? No, not at all. But based upon the fact that he's been getting injured uh, the last couple of years, the fact that the quarterback change may happen, how do we know how much that affects George Kittle? Because it seems like Jimmy G and George Kittle have a love affair uh, on the fucking football field but then you don't know what that's going to be with with, uh, Trey Lance now again it's not necessarily going to completely take him down right he won't be terrible with Trey Lance but there is a case to be made where the fact that he's injury prone it seems like at least again I'm not a doctor and the fact that you know Trey Lance could come in not look as much his way and then you're ending up with a not looking as much his way, and then you end up in a very bad situation. So looking at the players on the board here, running back, Chris Carson just went off the board, but I do still feel relatively confident in J.K. Dobbins. I know that tons of people right now are throwing a lot of hate towards J.K. Dobbins. I believe that J.K. Dobbins could easily be a top 10 running back in 2021 based upon the fact that the Baltimore Ravens are a run-heavy team. Put put your fucking nose down and just run the ball a million times. I know Lamar Jackson's going to be vulturing points. I know Gus Edwards is going to be stealing points from J.K. Dobbins, but at the end of the day, if you can get the lead running back on a team that is going to be running the ball, maybe number one in the NFL, you're going to want to take that shot in the third round, and I am very excited to be getting J.K. Dobbins inside of the third round, almost the fourth round. Maybe he would have fallen to me, but I didn't want to take that risk because I feel very confident with J.K. Dobbins. After I went with J.K. Dobbins, Josh Allen came off the board. Very interesting every single draft to see where the quarterbacks go in some leagues. Pat Mahomes might not get drafted until the fifth round, but in other leagues, Pat Mahomes might be the number one overall pick in your draft. Same thing with the other quarterbacks, guys like Kyler Murray, Josh Allen. They could really go anywhere inside of the top five rounds. Josh Jacobs coming off the board inside of the fourth round. Not super in love with any of these running backs here. I'm a fan of Miles Gaskin. I like Mike Davis. I like Kareem Hunt, but at the beginning of the fourth round, I am not uh, of too much liking for that. So I'm going to go with Allen Robinson, wide receiver, of the Chicago Bears in yesterday's video with Dave Kluge. Me and him did a breakdown of the whole Chicago Bears team for fantasy football in 2021. So if you missed out on that video, make sure you check it out after this one. But we talk about a lot in depth about Allen Robinson, about how Allen Robinson has been so consistent his whole career. Allen Robinson has been catching a million balls, putting up all of these high numbers with guys like Kissing titties Mitchell Trubisky with nine-inch Nick Foles with Blake Bortles. He's done it with all those shitty quarterbacks. So imagine what happens if Andy Dalton is just an uptick from that. And then imagine once Andy Dalton gets benched that Justin Fields is a further step above that. Imagine how much of a wet dream you will be having with Allen Robinson in your roster. The night before Sunday, you're going to be sleeping. You're going to wake up with your sheets soiled because of how happy you are that Justin Fields is going to be throwing the deep ball to Allen Robinson. I am very confident in Allen Robinson. This is his franchise tag. They franchise tagged his ass. It doesn't seem like there's any way that he's going to reach a contract, so he's going to be furious. He's going to be trying to put up a zillion yards so that he can get paid by some other team because the Chicago Bears have done wrong. They have completely screwed Allen Robinson over. They've given him bad quarterbacks, but it is what it is. He's got a better quarterback now, and I am very confident in the amount of targets that this guy is going to see in 2021. After Allen Robinson comes Mike Evans, Julio Jones, Darren Waller, Amari Cooper, and Chris Godwin. 
And so, like I said at the beginning of the draft, the first two rounds, very heavily read on Yahoo because that is the running back position. But then the third round, wide receivers start coming off the board. But in the fourth round here, it's truly a wide receiver paradise. Only one running back off the board here and one tight end. That is very, very interesting to see the runs that happen on positions during drafts. It's noticeable that in the third and fourth round, you're going to be seeing a lot of runs at the wide receiver position. Same thing goes around the fifth round when people have taken already Kelsey, they have Kittle, they have Waller, and then like the fifth or sixth round, people start panicking. There's a full-on frenzy like in The Office, uh, the show when the building is on fire and everyone is having a panic attack because of Dwight. That's basically what happens in drafts. People are shitting their pants left and right thinking, oh man, I didn't end up getting Kittle. I didn't end up getting Waller. I didn't end up getting Kelsey. Now I need to draft Dallas Goder in the fifth round. I need to draft Noah Fant. And you see like four of them go in like a seven pick range. It's actually hilarious. Maybe we'll see it right now. Maybe I just spoke it into existence like my name was LeVar Ball. After Darren Waller came Amari Cooper, Chris Godwin, Bobby Trees, Adam Thielen, DJ Moore, Wiki Wiki, Chase Edmonds, Miles Gaskin, and TJ Hawkinson. Through the first four rounds, I got Austin Eckler, Travis Kelsey, J.K. Dobbins, and Allen Robinson. A chef's kiss moment for me. Now, the question is that I have to ask you guys, what would you guys have preferred? Would you have preferred Travis Kelsey and Allen Robinson or Darren Waller and Calvin Ridley? Let me know down below because if you switch these picks, you're obviously Travis Kelsey and Robinson I already made. But say you switch Kelsey and I take a guy like Calvin Ridley or I take a DeAndre Hopkins. And then the fourth round is Allen Robinson. I take Darren Waller. What would you guys think about that? Which team would you end up preferring? I like the Kelsey and Allen Robinson team because I'm very confident that there is definitely a world. I'm going to, you know, rub the crystal ball a little bit. I can tell you that there's definitely a scenario where Allen Robinson finishes as a top five guy. Whereas there is definitely a world where Darren Waller is the number one tight end, but I think Travis Kelsey just etches him out as the number one guy. There's just so much safety when it comes to Travis Kelsey. After TJ Hawkinson comes James Robinson, Cooper Cup, Kenny Galladay, and CD Lamb. Interesting to see CD Lamb fall this far in drafts right now on Underdog, a best ball website. CD Lamb is going ahead of Amari Cooper. He's like a third round pick every single time. So it's interesting to see on every draft I do. Last week, or not last last week, last video, a couple videos ago when I did a mock draft, I was on ESPN. The draft just looks so different. So when you guys are mock drafting for your league, if you do it on a website, make sure you're mocking on, you know, if you play on Yahoo, mock on Yahoo. If you're playing ESPN, mock on ESPN. If you're playing NFL, mock on NFL because it's much easier to understand what is going to be going on during your draft because the screen is the same every single time. Obviously, ADP will update. The screen will shift. By the screen, I mean the players that are on your screen right here will end up shifting by the time that we are drafting in late August or early September, but you do get a much better idea of what's happening what's going to potentially happen in your draft if you're mocking on that same website. If you are drafting with a board in real life, then mock drafts are not, they're not useless, right? They are still very useful, but they're not as useful because at those kind of drafts, there's no ADP. Shit hits the fan completely when people are all sitting there with their own sheet. So that is just uh, something that I've noticed has happened when I've done in-person drafts. After CD Lamb comes Kareem Hunt, Tyler Lockett, Travis Etienne, Deontay Johnson, and Jax Lamar Jackson. Looking at the running backs here inside of the sixth round, it really starts to fall off, in my opinion, behind Mike Davis and Damian Harris. I'm I'm going to happily snag Mike Davis here inside of the fifth round. I know a lot of people are against me. I thought that everyone would join me on the Mike 
Mike Davis caboose, the Mike Davis train. Choo-choo, I'm the conductor of the Mike Davis train. It seems like no one wants to hop on with me. It seems like a lot of people are worried for Mike Davis that maybe another running back can take his job on the team, that he's not going to get the workhorse load. I think he is going to get the biggest of load, just like you can watch on the other tube with Mia Malkova. Next up, we are on the board yet again. We already have two running backs right now. We have three running backs, so we need, we could go ahead and draft another running back, but I'm pretty confident with the three we have right now. So we're going to go ahead and attack the wide receiver position here. I like Claypool. I like Higgins. I like Juju. We're going to go ahead and go with Higgins on this draft. Now, do I think there's a world where T Higgins gets outscored by Jamar Chase? Yes. Is that a very probable world? Yes. But I believe that Joe Burrow and T Higgins and Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd on a weekly basis or not even really with Joe Burrow, right? Just the three wide receivers, T. Higgins, Tyler, yeah, Boyd, as well as Jamar Chase can switch spots every single week because, you know, he's not going to drop. Joe Burrow's not going to drop back and be like, I have to throw the ball to T. Higgins. I have to throw it to, Mar- to Jamar Chase. You know what he's going to do? He's just going to throw it to whoever's open. Maybe Jamar Chase is open more times than T. Higgins, and he ends up being the better wide receiver on the year. But I predict that they are going to finish pretty closely to each other. So I'll take T. Higgins, the guy that I've seen do it so far in the NFL. That's not necessarily an argument that you have to make for each player, but I really am confident in T. Higgins. I'm confident in Jamar Chase as well, because I think that this offense is going to be so pass-heavy this season with the fact that the defense is complete and utter dog shit. We are about 15-ish minutes into this video, so if you guys have ended up enjoying thus far through my ex explanation of these players please make sure that you hit that subscribe button down below so now we already have our roster pretty filled out here with the starting positions obviously on our team I'm just a complete idiot when it comes to drafting on Yahoo sometimes trying to maneuver our way around so we got Allen Robinson T Higgins as our two starting wide receivers our two running backs are Austin Eckler and JK Dobbins our tight end is Travis Kelsey and our flex is Mike Davis so it's time to start filling out the bench I'm not really confident in drafting a quarterback at this point in the draft it's not that I'm not confident in it right I'm fine taking a guy who's available right now. Let's look at who's available at the quarterback position. I'm fine filling out the roster with a guy like Aaron Rodgers at this pick. Why? Because I am confident that he is going to be the starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, and I'm confident that if he's not the Green Bay Packers quarterback, he's going to be the quarterback of the Denver Broncos. Now, there is a lot of talk right now coming out yesterday that Deshaun Watson is going to be traded to the Philadelphia Eagles. Am I saying that's true? No, but I'm saying there's a lot of smoke talking about this. There's a lot of news bringing this up. If this was to happen, Jalen Hurts is fucked, obviously, but if this happens, who knows if Deshaun Watson can even play because of the legal trouble he's in. So I don't even know what to think about it. I just thought it was an interesting thing to bring up because now I'm pretty nervous about drafting Jalen Hurts at pick 75, just like the fellow did right before me. So after I went ahead and drafted T. Higgins, Maki Mock Andrews came off the board, followed by Dakota Prescott, Javante Williams, Leonard Fournette, Russell Wilson, Chase Claypool, Justin Herbert, Dallas Godert, DJ Chark, Odell Beckham Jr., Aaron Rodgers, Juju Smith-Schuster, Jalen Hurts, uh, Kyle Pitts, as well as Cortland Sutton. So one, 
two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine out of 12 teams have a quarterback right now. Again, I'm going to be sitting pretty over here waiting on the quarterback position because I'm confident in a later guy, maybe quarterback 13 or 14 off the board, a guy like Joe Burrow, a guy like Ryan Tannehill, a guy like Matthew Stafford. To me, I feel like are a fine quarterback going into this year. I can see all of them finishing inside of the top 12, especially, not even especially any of them because I like all of them. Matthew Stafford, now in LA with all those weapons. Beautiful. Ryan Tannehill, they bring in Julio. Beautiful. Joe Burrow has three excellent wide receivers to throw the ball to. Chef's kiss. Beautiful. I like all three of them, so I'm confident in waiting. Looking at the running backs available right now, with the team we have, I am going to be drafting another running back, and then we're probably going to hop back onto the wide receiver train here. So we're going to go ahead here and select running back Ronald Jones of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, a couple of days ago, you might be like, oh, Nick, you uploaded a video called Must Avoid Backfields in Fantasy Football, and you talked about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, that's true, but I talked about how I like Ronald Jones more. I think every single week, you're going to be pulling your hair out for which running back to start. So if you're looking for supreme safety, you don't draft a guy like Ronald Jones because Bruce Arians is going to toss Ronald Jones in the lineup. He's going to fucking yank him out, throw him out of there, and Leonard Fournette gets inserted into the game, and it's a basically a, a game of ping pong between Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones entering the game. One of them is going to have a great game one week. The next week, it's going to be the other guy, and it's going to be tough to figure out. But as my running back four, I'm confident that at least he shouldn't be in my lineup all that much. And when he is, I should be a lot more confident in when to play him. So looking now, we're going to be looking at a wide receiver. Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel, Debo Samuel, Tyler Boyd, Brandon Cooks, Jerry Judy, all available at this pick. I like Robbie Anderson a lot. Now, there is definitely a narrative about how, hey, Robbie Anderson wasn't the greatest on the Jets with Sam Darnold. And I kind of agree with you on that, but I think that in Carolina, we're going to see a different Sam Darnold, a non-Adam Gaze Sam Darnold, a new Sam Darnold, a non-seeing ghost Sam Darnold, okay? So I think Robbie Anderson could be good. He was pretty solid last year in this offense with Teddy Bridgewater. So imagine now having a quarterback that doesn't just check down all the time with Sam Darnold when compared to Teddy Bridgewater. I am not a big fan of Teddy Bridgewater, if I'm being honest with you guys. Sure, he's an all right quarterback, but Teddy Bridgewater is not a guy that wins you a football game. You want to know how you win a football game with Teddy Bridgewater? You have a strong defense and Teddy throws it off. He dumps it off to Christian McCaffrey 7,000 times and Christian McCaffrey does all the work. That's basically how you win with a guy like Teddy Bridgewater. Or, you know, last or the year before uh, with the Saints. You want to know how you win? You dump the ball off to Kamara. You throw it to Michael Thomas on a slant and you win the fucking game because you have a good defense. So, you know, it is what it is with Teddy Bridgewater. Let me know if you guys like Teddy Bridgewater. Not a huge fan of him. After I drafted Ronald Jones, Raheem Mostert came out the board, then A.J. Dillon, then I went with Robbie and Arson, the L.A. defense, Washington football team, Gus Bus Edwards, Anthony McFarlane, Pittsburgh defense, Matthew Stafford, and David Johnson. Interesting to see Anthony McFarlane go that early in the draft. I'm not even sure he's the running back two on the team for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I would think it would be Benny Snell. So that is an outrageous pick in the eighth round. Uh, even David Johnson's a guy that I am not even looking to draft at all. I'm basically sitting here and closing my eyes. I'm. It's like, uh, what's that movie called? Bird Box, when you can't look. I've, n I've never even seen the movie, but where they have like the 
the uh, the bandana on their face and they can't look because then the monster sees them. I'm just not looking at David Johnson because then the monster inside of me will for some reason want to draft him because everyone remembers the great years of David Johnson in Carolina when this guy looked like the best running back in the NFL. He looked like Le'Veon Bell was his bitch or something. He was looking super good and then it all fell apart. Feels bad, man, for uh, David Johnson. After Matthew Stafford came, David Johnson, Debo Samuel, Tyler Higby, Baltimore Ravens defense, and Justin Tucker, the fucker. Do not be like the guy over here. Don't be like Brad. I say this because when you complete your roster, right, he's got his running backs, he's got his wide receivers, he's got his quarterbacks, then he just goes to the defense and the kicker. You don't need a defense and a kicker in the 8th and ninth round. You can find a fine kicker in the last round or the second to last round. You can draft a defense and stream them every single week and find the best defenses to be starting every single week. It's not that hard, but a lot of people who are newer to fantasy football don't know that. So make sure that if you want help streaming defenses every single week, you hit that subscribe button down below. I hit you guys with defenses to stream every week during the season as well as waiver wire ads plus a bunch of other videos but those are the two that were kind of interlocked and connected with the statement I was making after Justin Tucker the fucker came San Francisco defense Antonio Brown Corey Davis Brandon Cook Harrison Bucker the fucker Zach Moss Trey Sermon my old bitch lame but my young hoku I get to carry all those jokes all the time inside of the same round it's amazing Chef's kiss, third leg, Greg Zerline, another great joke here. So after uh, that happened, we're going to go look for another running back here or wide receiver. Not ultra confident in any of these guys, except for Michael Carter. Not super confident in Michael Carter's situation, but I think he could easily be the running back one there. But I do like one of these players a lot, but I'm going to have to go quarterback here because I think they may not fall back to me. And since we already drafted T. Higgins, I figure why not stack him with Joe Burrow? Now, you don't necessarily have to be going into your draft looking to stack i would say if you don't want to stack it doesn't matter at all because this isn't best ball the way you win in best ball is a lot based on stacking in a redraft league a normal fantasy football league you don't need to stack but with how confident i am in the cincinnati Bengals offense being super pass heavy i wanted to get joe burrow on my team to stack with t higgins now looking at running backs i like drake i like michael carter i want to go with michael carter here unless a wide receiver is screaming out to me and we already have a lot of running backs, but we're going to go running back again here. We're going to go ahead and draft Michael Carter of the New York Football Jets. Now, just like I talked about with Sam Darnold, I think now, without Adam Gaze in New York, some type of curse will be lifted. Just the, the shadow, the array that was left on this, the stink that was left on this team from Adam Gaze has been so strong last year they were so bad with Adam Gaze the year before so bad there's a reason why Sam Darnold had to get traded because it seemed like there's a way that Adam Gaze maybe just completely ruined him Adam Gaze the quarterback whisperer now he's gone Michael Carter gets drafted by this new coaching administration Sala he drafts Michael Carter now, I know Tevin Coleman is there. They still have LaMichael P. Ryan. So there's a chance that this is just a RBBC, a running back by committee, in which we're probably not going to know what's going to happen every single week, and you're kind of pulling your hair out, kind of like with Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones. But I do think there's also a pretty easy path for Michael Carter, who, in my opinion, out of UNC, is much better than those other running backs that are on the team, to pave his way into a role of being the running back one on the New York Football Jets, 
And I also think they're going to just look better this year without Adam Gaze with a new quarterback, with a new head coach who I'm very confident in. I like Michael Carter a lot this season. I understand there's a bunch of reasons to argue against him, but at this value inside of the 10th round, when the other running backs are drafting here, pretty much have no chance to be the running back one. At least Michael Carter, in my opinion, could easily be the running back one for the New York football Jets. So looking at our team thus far, bench, we got Ronald Jones, Robbie Anderson, and Michael Carter. I'm very confident with the team we have built thus far, even with going with Travis Kelsey inside of the second round. Now, like I said earlier, I'm not really someone who likes to draft the tight end early. But this year, the more and more I've thought about it, the position scarcity at tight end is so high. The difference, Dave Kluge brought about it, yeah, talked about it yesterday, the difference between tight end 12 and tight end number 5 last year, I believe, was three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. That just shows how if Jared Cook, a guy like Jared Cook, lucks into scoring three more touchdowns, he's a top five tight end because of how bad the tight ends are after like the top couple of guys, the top four guys. So when you have a guy like Travis Kelsey who's in your lineup week in and week out, you just have such a positional advantage. That is something that scared me to draft a couple of years ago because, hey, I'm not going to be able to get two workhorse running backs early, but if things go your way, you're able to get Eckler. You're able to get Dobbins, and you also have Travis Kelsey. I am very confident in this team. I would also like this team, though, if we didn't take Travis Kelsey and we instead went with a guy like Calvin Ridley or DeAndre Hopkins. I still think that my team would be very, very solid. Let me know down below while I am doing these drafts, obviously, what you guys think about my team or what you guys think about my decision making. Would you have taken a different player at each spot? I'd love to talk about it in the comment section. One of the most fun things as someone who posts videos all the time is just talking to you guys in the comment section because you guys have different opinions than me which is awesome. I'm not over here trying to tell you to just think one way. That is something that a lot of people try to do. I'm trying to have an open conversation here. Even if you say that you don't like a certain player that I drafted, then that's okay with me because I like to talk about it. Maybe I learned something new and you tell me something and I'm like, you know what? You're right. That does happen. Sometimes opinions can change. And as the offseason goes along, we will have a very good idea by the end of August if this is Michael Carter's backfield or if this is going to be Tevin Coleman season or something. And then you know what you do? You take Michael Carter, you dribble him around, and you throw him out of here because you don't want anything to do with him if there's no shot that he becomes the running back one. But even if I think he starts as the running back two, he could definitely surpass Tevin Coleman or LaMichael P. Ryan as the number one running back. Our turn is next. After I went with Michael Carter, Kenyon Drake, Tyler, yeah, Boyd off the board, Ryan Tannehill, Jerry Judy, Tony Pollard, James Conner, Devontae Parker, Jarvis Landry, Devin Singletary, Robert Tunyon, Logan Thomas, Hollywood, Brown, Alexander Madison, Irv Smith, Naheem Hines, Latavius Murray, Rob Gronkowski, Jalen Waddle, Matt Ryan, and Marvin Jones. So we were smart to take our quarterback two rounds ago because people have begun taking backup quarterbacks. I'm confident with the running back room we have thus far. I like Jamal Williams, but I want to go ahead and get another wide receiver onto this team that I really like. Now I take these guys in basically every single video, so I will go with someone different, and that's going to be Michael Gallup, wide receiver of the Dallas. Cowboys. I understand that he is going to be the wide receiver three on this team. But when Dak was healthy, Michael Gallup still looked good. And with how much this offense passes the ball because their defense sucks ass, Michael Gallup is going to be in a position to catch a lot of passes and even has the number three target on the team can still put up 
excellent numbers in your flex, especially if you're starting them up against the right matchup where they're playing up against a softer defense. I Most of the time, yeah, I would take Devontae Smith over him or I'd take Mike Williams over him, but we take those guys in a lot of these drafts. So I like to give you guys a different look every time we're drafting. Looking at running backs, and eh, I mean, I do like some of those guys, but I'd like to get some more wide receivers onto this team. So we're going to go ahead and choose between Devontae Smith and Mike Williams. I think I'm a little more confident in Devontae Smith. Now, Mike Williams is a guy that I was writing about a little earlier for an article that's going to go up on Awesome O whenever I'm able to post it, but that's talking about sleepers that I love. I love Mike Williams because a report came out that the offensive coordinator sees Mike Williams as the X receiver on the team. The offensive coordinator was former Saints offensive coordinator, and the Saints offensive coordinator, you want to know who his wide receiver was, the X? That was Michael Thomas. So we may see a load of targets for Mike Williams, but I think that Devontae Smith has a very clear path to being the wide receiver one on the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, I don't think Jalen Rager sucks. I don't think J.J. Ortega-Whiteside necessarily sucks, but I don't think either of those guys can hold Devontae Smith's jockstrap. A lot of reports out of camp for Philadelphia are that Devontae Smith is great, and again, maybe Deshaun Watson will end up being his quarterback, which if that ends up happening and Deshaun Watson's name is cleared, he gets traded to the Eagles, then Devontae Smith's ADP is going to go through the fucking roof, uh, go out of your house, through the roof, directly into the moon, destroy the moon, go into Mars, and directly smash into Uranus or whatever the uh, order of the planets is. Maybe Pluto. Is Pluto even a planet anymore? That's a question. That's an interesting question. Is Pluto a planet? Now, I'm not a scientist, but I remember as a child learning that Pluto was a planet, and then as I got older, I'm 22, mind you, then they start saying that it's not a planet, it's a dwarf planet. What does that mean? I mean, this has nothing to do with fantasy football, but I have no idea what the fuck that means. <laughs> so, that is what it is, you know, dwarf planet season for uh, Pluto. So, we're looking at the board here. I need to get another running back, though. The goal is to normally have more running backs than wide receivers, and that is exactly how we will be drafting every single time. I love Jamal Williams, but there is no way he falls to me in the 13th round. He's a guy that is seen as, as the 1B to DeAndre Swift's 1A. He just get drafted, of course, by Brad. Fucking Brad, right? But he gets this role that could be good. But the reason why that role is bad is because the Detroit Lions are bad. They are bad, 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 bad. I think they could be good in a couple of years because their new head coach, Dan Campbell, talking about biting kneecaps off. That's a guy that I would want to be my head coach. I love my head coach, Brian Flores. So fuck you, Dan Campbell. But at the end of the day, I think that he's going to be able to coach this team up and they're going to be good soon once they get rid of Jared Goff and stuff like that. And once they have a new team. But... For right now, they're going to be bad this year. I believe it. And I think that Jamal Williams is going to be getting stuffed a lot. But he still is in such a good position that you just have to draft him inside of the 13th round. Look at other running backs. Again, people are always going to tell me. There was a commenter yesterday that leave, left some nice praises for Rashad Penny. And I respect it. There's been Rashad Penny truthers in my comments for the last three years. And I think Rashad Penny is a talented running back. But he hasn't been able to stay healthy. And I don't think that Pete Carroll has that big of a role for him. That's just how I see it. Personally, I'm not drafting Rashad Penny to be Chris Carson's handcuff. The running backs I like later, I like uh, James White. I like J.D. McKissick. I think Marlon Mack has a nice role inside of Indianapolis if Jonathan Taylor was to go down. I still do think Naheem Hines will be involved, but more as the pass catching guy, Marlon Mack will be the bruiser running back there if J.T. was to get hurt. But if Jonathan Taylor doesn't get hurt, then this guy will see absolutely zilts zilch 
zero volume. James White is a guy who I think last year after the family incident that happened to him, that was terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. It really seemed to affect James White, and he didn't play that good last year. But if Cam Newton's really as good as he's saying he's going to be, maybe I'm going to have to flip the fucking script on Cam Newton. And if that's the case, then he's dumping it off to James White a lot more. Sheesh, James White might be a steal here this late in the draft. That's why he's a target of mine. Again, it's a 13th round pick. If James White sucks, you just cut him. It's not that hard. And Sexy Rex Burkhead is gone. Now we are back, 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 back up on the board into picks. And we're going to be looking to draft a defense or a kicker here. And I'm not too sure which one we're going to do first. Probably going to be going kicker at this point. My boy Jason Sanders is still here. Jason Sanders is automatic, but we don't need a defense yet. We need to draft a running back. I was just talking about James White, how much I love James White last year. Obviously, the family thing definitely hurt him, and the fact that Cam Newton wasn't dumping it off as much hurt him, but I think maybe we'll see something different here. Again, if he's not as good, then you just cut him. It's simple. He's a 13th round pick. To me, he's just worthy of this shot late in drafts but now with the next pick we have to go ahead and get our kicker and hopefully jason sanders is still there for me we are going to go defense in the last round i'm going to explain to you my thought process on how you stream a defense we're up here jason sanders fell to us so we're going to go ahead and select him here looking at the draft board at the picks down here since so many people took defenses and kickers you can see some actual picks down here justin fields is a guy that i am pretty happy drafting in like the 12th or 13th round because i believe that if they bench Andy Dalton, which they will eventually, then Justin Fields has legitimate top 10 value from the fact that he's so good at running and he has a nice wide receiver core around him. Would I draft Tom Brady, Justin Fields, or Trey Lance? No. Why would you do that? You already drafted Tom Brady in the seventh round, so that means you're confident in him. And then you take Justin Fields, who might not play for a couple weeks in the season. I think it'll take a couple of weeks. Me and Dave Kluge talked about it. He projects as a Bears fan, that'll be week four because they have a soft matchup that week. I'm like, okay, that makes sense, right? That makes sense. But then why draft Trey Lance after, who may not even play all season? Trey Lance is a way bigger question mark than Justin Fields because at least I think Justin Fields is going to play at least half of the season. Trey Lance might not even sniff the field all season long. Then he drafts Carson Wentz. This is a mad man, this guy named Drew. He is a mad man. Someone take his phone or his computer away. That This is a serial this, this is signs that this guy has bodies in his basement or something crazy. That is a serial killer-esque move, drafting that many quarterbacks. Do not do that. If you're going to draft two quarterbacks, I won't bat an eye. If you want to draft two tight ends, I won't bat an eye. But do not draft four quarterbacks. Do not draft two kickers. Do not draft two defenses. Drafting two kickers is also just a complete... In that might be an even more insane move than drafting four quarterbacks. Four quarterbacks is insane but drafting two kickers legitimately makes no fucking sense makes no sense at all so, so let's see if someone does that in that in this draft after uh carson wentz big ben come off the board followed by robbie gould denver and jeff wilson did you guys see the news of big ben roethlisberger this motherfucker said he's doing his own diet he saw that this guy's like copying the tom brady diet the tb12 nah this is the big ben 12 the rb12 or the the rb12 the BR12, the Ben, or the BR7, right? He's number seven, yeah. The Ben Roethlisberger 7. What the fuck, Ben? You've been in the league for so long. Why did you just discover now that maybe crushing multiple pints of ice cream before the game on Sunday is not a great idea? Like, what, what, real, what epiphany did Big Ben have to realize he needs to get on a diet? 
This motherfucker has been squeezing his head into his helmet for years. For years. He looks like an idiot out there. And then every every time after the game, like the next Monday, you see practice or Tuesday, you see practice. And this guy is bubble wrapped in like gauze or, you know, like an arm brace, a knee brace. He has crutches. This dude is, he's, he's a crazy, he's, he's not a crazy person, but he's like, I don't even know. I don't understand Big Ben. I don't understand how the fuck you can play in the league for this long. And then just now I realize like, man. I need to get healthy. <laughs> like, it, it's just really funny. I mean, nothing against Big Ben. I'm happy for him for trying to get healthy. Maybe we see a new Big Ben this season, a fully unleashed Big Ben, because Big Ben actually looked good early last season. And then that playoff game against the Browns thing went downhill. And then towards the end of the game, things started going correct. They started going all the... Everything matched up perfectly in his brain. It's like that meme from the hangover, the gif, where like all the numbers are popping up by the guy's head. That's That was Big Ben at the end of that game. But man, oh man, how many years does Big Ben have left? Is this the final straw for Big Ben, the last straw, like the Diary of a Wimpy Kid book? After Hayden Hurst came Dustin Hopkins, Blake Jarwin, and the Patriots defense. So we're looking to go defense here. When I'm looking to draft the defense, I'm just like, you know what? Let's just look at week one. What defense is playing a shit offense week one? Maybe not even a shit offense, but an offense I think is going to turn over the ball. An offense that's going to be able to get sacked. Things like that. That's what you look for. And then you draft that defense. Right now, it's July 14th. You guys are watching this on July 15th. I have not done some super in-depth research on that yet, but I will. And I will tell you exactly who to draft probably sometime next month. But right now, we're backtracking on that, and we're just going to draft whatever defense I want here. But again, the thought process is to be getting a defense that's playing a shitty opponent week one. That's the slam dunk here. And we're going to get the Chicago, Chicago. Just kidding. We're going with the Miami Dolphins. Speaking of my Dolphins, speaking of my Dolphins, Xavier Howard, you sneaky motherfucker. What are you doing? What are you doing? You're talking about a holdout. Do not hold out. No, no, no. Please do not hold out. Oh, me as a Dolphins fan, no, no, no. No, 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 Xavier Howard. Do not do that. Do not do that. That would be, and maybe he gets traded too. That's also a report. And I'm just going to, you're going to see me fucking, I'm going to come back on a video and I'm just going to be so sad if Xavier Howard gets traded. I'll probably have to record a video because even though it has very little fantasy relevance, as a Dolphins fan, that is going to be a shot in the heart. So thank you guys for watching this video. I apologize for going on a bunch of rants during this video. But if you've been watching me for a while, you know that's going to happen. And if you're not new, or if you are new, then you made it all the way through here. So big fucking round of applause for you. So looking at the team, we got Joey B as our quarterback. Our two wideouts are Allen Robinson and T. Higgins. Our running backs are Austin Eckler and J.K. Dobbins. Our tight end is Travis Kelsey. Our flex is Mike Davis. Our bench is comprised of Ronald Jones, Robbie Anderson, Michael Carter, Michael Gallup, double Michael on the bench, Devontae Smith, James White. Our kicker is Jason Sanders. And our defense is Miami. I zoomed in more on this video, so hopefully you guys had a more clear image. This time, it does kind of mess up the side of the screen because you can't see as much of the my team but it is what it is i think it looks better i love you guys all make sure that you stay safe make sure that you have a great rest of your guys day i love you as always i'll see you beautiful bastards tomorrow with another banger of a video happy thursday it's thursday thursday y'all i love you all Good boy.